Welcome to another episode of Disney Versus, where we do know the power of the dark side. This is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm just realizing that we're not discussing animated movies. I'm Grace. <laughs> like Grace said, what we usually do on this show is we have discussions about animated movies. But today, in honor of Star Wars Day, May the 4th, we are doing something that I'm pretty sure I'm on record of saying that we would never do. We are having a Star Wars bracket. Since neither I nor Grace are the biggest or most knowledgeable of Star Wars fans slash people, I called on some of the biggest Star Wars fans that I know, and we are going to do the bracket. But before I introduce you to them, Grace, what you watching? I think we talked about this in the last episode that I started watching Game of Thrones again and I paused I'm a few episodes into season two um, because I started listening to the book. And so I'm two thirds of the way through uh, the first Game of Thrones book right now. And I haven't really been watching that much aside from grad school videos because I have no life. Stupid question. Is the first Game of Thrones book called Game of Thrones? Yes. Okay. I thought it was a song of fire and ice, but no, that's the that's the series. That's what the whole saga is called, "Song of Ice and Fire." I know our three guests are waiting to make fun of me for that question, so I will introduce them. First, she is one of the hosts of Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust podcast. She is the Empress of Porgs, Deanna Franklin. How are you? (laughs) Good. I do have a porg on my car (laughs) because my friend bought it for me. And I love him, and his name is Frederick. <laughs> Deanna, what you watching? Uh, I've been watching um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's been good. At the time of recording, I haven't watched the last episode, so I can't really do an opinion on the entire series, but I've enjo- been enjoying it so far. And I've also been reading um, the Shadow and Bone series. I just started the first book, which is really bad timing because the show just dropped. And so I'm like, well... I'll read, try to read the books and then watch it, but my friend kind of got me into it, cause she, and um, she was getting excited about the show, <laughs> so I'm currently working through that series. It took me a bit to kind of get into it, because the world is very, like, different from other, like, kind of fantasy novels that I've read, so I was like, it took me a bit to kind of understand what the world was, and, like, how to pronounce people's names and stuff, because I think it's kind of, like, Russian-inspired. Ah. ish so there's kind of some interesting pronunciations of things our next guest did the castle run in less than 10 parsecs gina perry how are you i'm good <laughs> i know she's hating all of these jokes right now i can see the cringe that one wasn't too bad <laughs> gina what you watching Possible, but whatever uh i think wandavision was actually the last show i actually watched i'm about to start doctor who again because i haven't watched it in a while you're going to be mad. I'm reading Star Wars also. Uh, the Legends <laughs> the Legends books. I'm on the Yusong Fong series. Um, and I've been playing Apex on PlayStation. Our third guest. Been trying to get him on for a minute now. He is Palpatine's other grandchild. Spoilers. <laughs> the scruffiest nerf herder. Jacob Kologi. How are you, sir? I'm hanging in there, Tori. How are you? I'm doing good. What you watching? Uh, lately, I've been spending an inordinate amount of time watching through Bleach. I've been on a bit of an anime nice. kick. So I think I'm 
almost 300 episodes in at this point, getting getting very close to the end. So Okay. Wait, how many episodes? Yeah, you heard me right, 300. That's, that's nothing for an anime. You know, oh it's been decently long, but, you know, for an anime, it's When you it's get not... One Piece where it's on, like, episode, like, 700 or something. Oh, I don't yeah. No. I, oh. I can't bring myself to start One Piece because I know I'll never finish it. No. Tori, what you watching? <laughs> uh, you think Bleach is long. I'm watching The Simpsons oh, in gosh. reverse. <laughs> reverse yes i started with season 31 which is the season the most recent season on disney plus uh then i realized that there's season 32 on hulu so i watched all of that that's that's available and now i'm working backwards how many episodes are there total as of this recording i think there's 722 my actual recommendation of the episode i've been reading or i just started the idw run of teenage mutant ninja turtles that started in 2011 and i love it so far i'm reading it in volumes the first four is them looking for Raphael, and then they find him at the end of issue four and it's interesting in the movies and in the tv shows Raphael and leo always fight but it's donatello and leo that are fighting and it's really interesting because Donatello's like a know-it-all and Leonardo's the leader, but he doesn't know as much as Donatello. And it's they, them butting heads because Leo knows he's right, but he doesn't have to be a jerk about it. So I'm enjoying that. Like I said, we are doing a Star Wars bracket. We don't have any news today because Star Wars is going to take up all of this conversation. <laughs> uh, I don't even have any Star Wars news right now. There's not much anyway Star Wars related going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. This episode is releasing on May the 4th, so uh, The Bad Batch should be out today on Disney+. Plus. Before we uh, break into the bracket, uh, let's just kind of go around and be semi-brief and uh, mm-hmm. kind of talk about our exposures to Star Wars. I know you guys are three super fans, so you, Jacob, what's your exposure? Like, What's your history with Star Wars? Oh, geez. Well... My dad introduced me to Star Wars when I was knee-high to a grasshopper uh, on what I'm pretty sure was a shamelessly pirated version of Episode One that we had gotten from my uncle, who I think had just taped it from uh, from another VHS, you know, so super on the level. Um, I'm pretty sure that old, you know, bootlegged VHS is still sitting somewhere at his ranch apartment, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. That would be, you know... Growing up as a little kid, my favorite movie to, to put in to watch was Snow White, for whatever reason. Well, when I grew out of Snow White, and we got that bootleg Star Wars copy, Episode One: <laughs> Phantom Menace was my go-to, I want to sit there and watch a movie as a kid, and that would be what Dad would put in to shut me up when he had to get stuff done, or, you know, that was my path, and I think Attack of the Clones was the first movie that I saw in theaters multiple times, you know, it... We're of that generation where we grew up as the prequels were being released. So that was a a big part of my childhood. And then, you know, the more and more I grew to know about Star Wars, the more and more I became enamored with it. Then kind of went off the deep end in college, watched through all of all of the animated series and all this other kind of stuff that have been released and, you know, have gone headfirst and never looked back. Gina? Um, I mean, mine's pretty similar. I I had two older brothers, my dad. My dad loved... Well, he loved both Star Trek and Star Wars, but at the time, Star Wars was just more readily available. At least to us, we had maybe a handful of 
Star Trek, so but we would watch four, five, and six constantly. We had at least two to three different like we had the individuals when they were per VHSs when they were purchased, and then we had like two different box sets at least. I have one actually in my closet right now with Phantom Menace um, on VHS. I have actually have Phantom Menace on VHS, which I think was the last one released on VHS. Um, like Jacob said, yeah, we saw Attack of the Clones in theaters. I think if I remember, Attack of the Clones was the first midnight premiere my brothers and I went to, which when midnight premieres were like, no one did those. They were like this big thing that only super fans did. Now everyone does them or did them before COVID. But yeah, I just, we would just always watch it. And then I remember when Attack of the Clones came out or Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Um, I would just every Saturday morning would go downstairs and put the DVD in the PlayStation, watch Revenge of the Sith, and now I'd look back and like, mm, is that I wanted to watch? <laughs> Maybe I should. I don't think we had the VHS player in the basement, and so I couldn't watch four, five, or six. But yeah, no, it's just we always grew up on. I I just we constantly watched it. We dressed up as the characters. We read. We have almost a complete collection of the books now split between me my, and my brothers but at least 50 to 60 of the books uh pre and post movies just yeah we just i'm still reading them i haven't gotten through all of them deanna this is what i always tell people because i think it was around this age i think i was seven years old when i watched all of the original star wars movies um, I feel like we got the VHSs from somewhere and like my dad was like, this is what we're watching tonight as a family and plays it. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. I love Luke Skywalker. <laughs> so yeah, I think I was around seven. And then of course, a couple years later, around when I was nine is when Phantom Menace came out and I saw that in theaters. And of course, when you're nine, you don't look at plot and stuff, but you're just or like who the characters are. You're just like, yay, more Star Wars and lightsabers and Jedi. I don't care what's going on. Of course, later you're like, maybe that wasn't the best writing. But now, because I was so young, I have nostalgia attached to those. So it's kind of like I can't really separate those. It's like I know I know the way it is, but the nostalgia is like carrying those for me. Um and then in 2017, I went to my first Star Wars Celebration convention, and I've been to that one and the Chicago one in 2019. And then in 2018, I became a member of the Rebel Legion. I have an X-Wing pilot costume for that. That's so, awesome. That is really cool. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um, I'm hoping we can have events again soon so I can dress up some more. I think my favorite movie growing up was Return of the Jedi. I think it's just because, like, Luke was the coolest in that one. Like, he's, like, he's got, he's, like, I don't know. Was, there's just something about that movie that I really liked as a kid. And I remember Sarlacc Pit before it had the beak, and it was just a hole in the ground with spikes. <laughs> so I remember those versions before George Lucas added stuff. And also, if you guys haven't watched it, there's a really good documentary that might be on prime it's out there somewhere called the people versus george lucas and it's basically the all those arguments about how we love star wars but george lucas you messed up your own creation <laughs> yes. why did you do that and it's really kind of the psychology behind all that is really kind of funny um but there's like a documentary people made and it's, i think it's kind of based around people were angry about phantom menace but uh 
it's pretty good because it's kind of like this is what it's like being a Star Wars fan. It's kind of messy. <laughs> and it just gets but, it got messier. What like? <laughs> and, and everyone has different entry points to it, so everyone has a different relation to the series, and I think it's really interesting. But yeah, that's pretty much me. Grace, you want to go? Yeah, I was uh, like I remember watching them when I was a kid, or even later, but never in never in order. I don't think I'd ever watched them all in order until. Uh, the beginning of COVID last year. And I, it, like, if you don't watch them all together, if you if you haven't really been attached to Star Wars for a long time, it's hard to put all the different pieces together and, and like, actually kind of suss out the story arc. And so this last time, I'm in grad school right now, uh, in business school, and I started watching them all in chronological order in last April, I think. And I called my dad. I was like, this whole time, this is just a fucking trade war? This whole, really? That's where, okay, okay. <laughs> or is it just a trade war? <laughs> yeah. And um, and so, yeah, and then I rewatched them with my best friend on our road trip um, over Christmas break, which was really great. And she had less exposure than I did um, and really enjoyed. Like, we had a lot of fun watching them all. So I, I'm like – a passive fan like I am I definitely enjoy them a lot but I don't feel like I am a super fan or like I know all the things what about you Tori I am kind of in the same area that you are I am a passive fan I like Star Wars I will say that I can't say that I'm really a fan but that it's it's weird it's a lot of semantics there but I like the movies um I don't remember when I saw the first one. I think I had like seen bits and pieces of the movie growing up. All the iconography, like I knew what a lightsaber was. I knew what the Death Star was. Um, I liked playing the video games. I think I liked playing the video games before I had even seen the movie, stuff like that. I was conscious of the prequels. Um, I remember playing, uh, me and my best friend playing uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer. Yeah, the pod racing game. That's the yeah, that game is best game. The first Star Wars movie that I saw in theaters was Revenge of the Sith. And I don't think I saw Attack of the Clones before it. I think I may have, but I watched <laughs> a lot of the prequels. And I'll say this before we get into it. I think I've seen more of the prequels than of anything else. <laughs> like, I was watching Empire and I was like, I don't remember a lot of this. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoy a lot of it. Like, I like all the iconography of it. I like listening to stories about the making of Star Wars, like how George Lucas, Fox owned the rights to Star Wars, but Lucas, since I think he self-financed Empire and Jedi, he owned all of those because of the toys. And I'm like, that's a insane flex. That's insane forethought. So I, I love hearing about that. And I have, who is it, Brian J. Jones's book about George Lucas that I still have to read and yeah, I'm really interested to, once I finally get into that, see like everything. So a little bit how the bracket was constructed. We had a fourth panelist that was going to be here, Tim Powell, who's been on the show before. Uh, he's having technical difficulties and couldn't be here today. The four of our guests had voted Saga Movies only. So I took that and ranked them unobjectively. The way I came up with the ranks, it was I took the average of the IMDb score, the Rotten Tomatoes score, and the Metacritic score. And from that, averaged it 
rank them one through nine. And it also yielded some pretty interesting results. The highest rated Star Wars movie on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes is The Empire Strikes Back. The lowest rated on IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic is Phantom Menace, Rise of Skywalker, and Phantom Menace, respectively. The highest rated on Metacritic is Star Wars. And I'm going to refer to Episode 4 as Star Wars. I'm not going to call it a new hope. It's the one purest thing that I will do. The OG name. (laughs) Oddly enough, even with Empire being such highly rated, the averages shook out that Star Wars is rated number one. The Phantom Menace is rated number nine. And as we get into the bracket, I will give you guys what each of them are. Unless you guys want to know now. I want to know after. Let's do after. You want to know during? Yeah. No, after. Okay, so I'm going to spring the what what the matchup is on them live. We're going to do it live. I'm just going to say this. It's going to be really hard for me to pick when if there's like matches that are cross like different movies cuz in my brain it's like okay, the prequels are one set and we compare the three of those. The originals are one set, we compare those, and then the newer ones are another set. I'm like, but when you start putting them against each other, I'm like, they're completely different. That's that's it's hard for these. me to comp- compare that's them. Sad. I know. I'm, yeah. like, I'm going to struggle here. Yeah, this is going to be a different way of thinking about these. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to force me out of that, like, structure. I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so being massive Star Wars fans, I know you guys can talk about Star Wars for days and nights. So we had to come up with a rule. And it's basically just a time limit. Every round will be 10 to 15 minutes. I say we'll start off at 10. Or less. Or less. We'll start off at 10. If the conversation is heated or interesting. Start yelling at each other. Yes. We will keep going. (laughs) But we'll try to keep it 15 minutes. We have eight matchups. Nine is an odd number. So we have a play in between the eight seed and the nine seed. If you make a hot take. Or a very stronger divisive point, you got to back it up and explain it. I think it's only fair. If you say Jar Jar is the low key hero of the movie <laughs> of, 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 of the was... prequels, you got to back that. We up. all agree that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> ten of ten. Only because Tori said. It. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's all funny. Right. I was thinking of the Jar Jar example too. I feel like we all were. <laughs> I feel bad that the he's the easiest carrot. Yes, that's what he is. I feel really bad that he's the lowest hanging fruit. Have y'all seen the thing about him being a secret Sith? Yes. Oh, so yeah. funny. I wanted that to be so true. I wanted it so bad. It was him the whole time. Instead of the Emperor coming out of the shadows, it's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> that was a good laugh. That like, okay. That would have been the plot twist of the millennia. Right? <laughs> I don't think it would have worked. No, but never would have seen it. We're not there yet. People would have walked yet. out of the theater. Well, we'll see how this goes. So let's get going then. <laughs> let's go. Gotta go fast. Speed round. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is everybody ready to get into this? Let's do it. The first, the first mount, the first matchup we have is the eight seed, nine seed play-in. We mm. have the number eight, the Rise of Skywalker. Versus number nine, The Phantom Menace. I, I don't know how. <laughs> this is going to take some thinking. It's vastly different. Yeah. Let me ask. Let me <laughs> ask this question. Like, what do I do? Let me ask this question. Uh, 
and just to get a conversation going. Yeah. My favorite thing about the prequels is Ian McDermott. My least favorite thing about the Rise of Skywalker is Ian McDermott. Fair enough. <laughs> so, if again we were talking about Jar Jar, if oh, would this have worked if it was anybody but Palpatine? I I, I gotta know. Would Episode Nine have been any kind of better if it wasn't Palpatine? I disagree with you. I don't think I I I thought he was the only good part, really, of that movie. <laughs> I like Palpy, my main man, the actor. I think he did, or even does great. Now, if we talk about more, I mean, that specific topic, I think Palpatine was good. They couldn't have brought in another Sith Lord because they did, right? And look what happened. Mm. It, it wasn't good, but then they brought in. An but then it was kind of... he was mm-hmm. controlled by the Emperor anyway, so it didn't really matter yeah it didn't resolve i was like what is this (laughs) um but like phantom menace yeah no he's just he's so manipulative in that and you don't even realize it especially when if you watch it for the first time you're not Uh realizing Mm -hmm. that he he literally he's from naboo he had he he did this because he could control how things were going to go he had a plan for how many years that that came through fruition right in revenge of the sith and so you get and can really see that in the start, even regardless if you ignore that it is just a trade war that started it all. <laughs> That's all it is. And I, I think I have my like one thing that I think why I would put this one over the other one, even though like in my brain I can't compare them. I would put Phantom Menace over Rise of Skywalker for the music alone. I can agree with that 100%. Because, first of all, Duel, Duel of the Fates on its own made that movie. Second of all, like, I went to a panel at a Celebration Chicago, and they talked about the, and I think it was like the anniversary year of the Phantom Menace or something, and they talked about how there's, like, hidden motifs in the, in the celebration music at the end, the silly, like, Naboo, like, everyone's like, yay, at the end, but if you change it to, like, a minor key and and listen to it slowly it's actually like kind of a reverse palpatine song it's the it's the sis theme like the the modulations are the same as emperor palpatine's theme it's just in a major key that's a little bit more upbeat but someone someone did the analysis and they're like they basically flipped his theme and it's like oh we're all happy but this is the beginning of the end kind of thing and i was like oh now i kind of respect this movie (laughs) It was a really good panel. I was like, we go into it all like this, it'll be fun. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so some thought was put into this. No, movie. It's like, that's, that's the thing. Like, thought was put into the entire prequels. It, it made one cohesive story over the three movies. And The Phantom Menace did a mm-hmm. really good job of setting it up. The plot itself may have been boring, but you get, you intro- get Qui-Gon introduced. You get a young Obi-Wan. You get, you get your Anakin. Um, and Padme, mm-hmm. you get to see them finally, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and Liam Neeson, and I, I love you and McGregor as Obi Wan. He he did such a good job mm-hmm. of following Alec uh, Guinness's lead because Alec Guinness is an amazing actor too, right? Yeah, and he yeah. did such a good job of being Obi Wan. Um, versus Rise of Skywalker is right. It's hard because that's you're seeing the beginning 
of these character developments and Rise of Skywalker is going to be the end of these character developments. Yeah. And it's almost like an epilogue, like it's an after the end, because mm-hmm. it's not really about those characters anymore. It's like adjacent to those characters, I feel like. Comparing one against nine, you're you're comparing, you know, the genesis of all these things, and then you're seeing, you know, two or three cycles of stories later on that are mm-hmm. still, you know, yeah, the same right. overarching path, but it's, you know, it's listening to the end of a third movement of a concerto and not the first. I think, like, I, I was just thinking, like, let's, if we focus... Let's look at it from this way, yeah. then. Let's look at it uh, <laughs> at, in terms of execution and consistency. Okay. Because how is, how is... We can talk about the consistency of Phantom Menace in itself, and then you can look at Rise of Skywalker in its consistency to, like, I mean, within itself. What do you mean by um, consistency? Like, a, yeah. a, like, flow of story... Flow of story. Or yeah. standalone. Or standalone. standalone yeah. I don't film. think Rise of Skywalker would be a good standalone. I think it goes really well with Force Awakens. Yeah. Because um, it definitely does, like, kind of pick up in the middle of things s- happening. Whereas I feel like Phantom Menace has a good, like, start. Here, here we yeah. go. And it has, like, a good conclusion, even though it's the first of a trilogy kind of thing. Something that's interesting about Star Wars movies is that you're always picking up in the middle of something because mm-hmm. you pick mm-hmm. up it. You get to Force Awakens, or Force Awakens, you get to Phantom Menace. The blockade for the trade routes is already going on. Like, we're already in the middle of negotiations about to happen. And then in Rise of Skywalker, you open with Kylo Ren just murking folks for whatever reason, and it's it's all extra material. Yeah, it... Because, yeah, the I mean, I think the scrolls and... and Fan, the scroll in Phantom Menace, I can't remember particularly, but I think it sets you up a little bit more precisely mm-hmm. than with Rise of Skywalker. Because in Rise of Skywalker, I watched this yesterday, so it's fresher in my mind. She did homework. <laughs> it, it was actually the first time I watched Rise of Skywalker because, and Last Jedi. I had I had to beg Gina I, to watch these last two. I, after I Force Awakens. You hadn't watched them? After Force Awakens, I, I'm going to say this in a really cheesy way. I, would, I didn't want to get hurt again. <laughs> and and i just recently watched mandalorian because i was so hesitant about watching it because of what force awakens was Mm -hmm. but i tried to be i tried to be open i had how many years of people spewing the the bad stuff into my head so i tried to be open about it but yeah no the scroll at the beginning of rise of skywalker it the last paragraph is about ren he's saying he enraged he fought he, or raging through the galaxy trying to find the emperor so you kind it's like you, you know what he's kind of doing but you don't know specifically what he's doing versus we mm-hmm. we start with phantom menace so it says we're the two jedi were the supreme chancellor sent two jedi to negotiate with the Trade Federation to set up a blockade. They literally tell it out for you, basically. I do feel like the newer movies, like, I enjoyed them for different reasons, but, again, because I don't feel like I can compare them to the other ones. I think they're a whole separate thing. But anyway, as a group of movies, I felt like they were the most disjointed story-wise, and that probably because of the director switching. Mm-hmm. And it's like... 
it's like a weird like Oreo that you never wanted. Like, why did we get this director and this director? And then we got the weird kind of filling in the middle that didn't make a lot of sense. But <laughs> That's like my second yeah. biggest complaint of these movies. Like, I would mm-hmm. say if you're going to make a standalone, Last Jedi it would be the standalone movie of those three. But... Yeah, that's that's my second biggest complaint. You you get Force Awakens and a com- dis Last Jedi completely disregards Force Awakens, and then Rise of Skywalker comes back and it completely disregards Last Jedi. And it yeah. that's why I said it kind of if you put Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker together, it kind of works, like story wise, it kind of works. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Because you have to shove Last Jedi in between Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, it makes the whole thing to me seem like nonsense and because i mean and this is the line i think of every time i think of rise of skywalker that ruins the whole movie for me is the phrase somehow palpatine returned we don't somehow yes and you're just expecting an entire fan base of 50 years worth of people to just accept this somehow (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, watching it only once, I miss stuff. stuff. It takes you out because that's that's something that you hear on reviews and stuff. It's like somehow X happened. Like no, this doesn't we belong. Want the in the movie. Yeah, and yes. like yeah, and even if it's a dumb reason, give us a full formed reason of how this happened. No, right. They don't want a dumb mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, like I said, well, I I liked the I like Palpatine. It's complete nonsense that he's alive. Yes, he got that's my problem. Twice. Not once, twice, <laughs> he vaporized in the hole, and then the whole thing blew up, right? Yeah. So it's nonsense yeah. that he's back, but I like, I like acting. I think, I yeah. mean, without spoiling stuff, Mandalorian Season 2 kind of inches towards explaining some of it. But again, it's a separate TV show. It should be in the movie. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. it sounds to me like we're all leaning towards Phantom Menace a little bit. Yeah. Over this one. I disagree, yeah. but I'll concede. I want to see. I know the three of us are bringing a huge amount of nostalgia behind Phantom Menace to the to this battle True. too. So. Oh, I got I got no. Yeah. So, but we're the choosers. Yeah. So I appreciate the nostalgia behind Phantom Menace, and I mean of the prequels. That's definitely I've seen that one way more. I when I have a hard time deciding, uh, just in general on our show. Tori's way more scientific about it um, and likes to assign numbers and things. And I'm like, which one do I want to watch over and over? (laughs) Which is, if I had to. And for me, that's Rise of Skywalker. It's not Phantom Menace. So that would be my vote. Right. I mean, we didn't even touch on like all the, or what what Tori asked as the consistency. Mm Because honestly, if you look at how it was made, it's just, it's too fast. It's so fast paced. They move from one thing to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, and I feel like that's normal for this generation. Mm-hmm. Though. That, maybe like, yeah, the generation maybe. that I think it was. If you're if you're looking at like maybe like a ten to twelve year old audience kind of thing, that's what they're used to. Because I feel like movies are a lot faster paced nowadays. That's a, for us growing up, like this is too fast. Slow down. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Like they they didn't. I, yeah, I just feel like it, they didn't let things set. They would present an idea or a question or something, and then clip away for a few moments and then immediately mm-hmm. resolve that it, especially i'm talking about my biggest one was with chewy that oh. was awful think mm-hmm. chewy's dead and then literally the next scene yes we find out he's not right. redeeming grace is that they don't know he's alive still yeah. but then ray senses him on the ship when she didn't sense him before just these yeah. like weird plot things 
I'm just, yeah. right. it doesn't make, and here's a hot take. <laughs> oh, here we go. First one. First one. Disney doesn't understand what the force is. Thank you. Ooh. Okay. Tell me more. Let me get my notes. <laughs> the, I mean, that's, that's my first. Based on Ray, and you don't really see it in Skywalk, Rise of, or you see it, you see it throughout the whole new trilogy. Um, they make it seem like, specifically with Ifogu and Ray, they make it seem like the Force is this innate power that once you realize you have it, you can immediately start using it. Oh, because yeah. Ray, she she finds out she has some Force capabilities on accident, which is fine. That happens, right? It happens in any superhero movie, really. If you if you think about it, with powers, you accidentally you stumble across these things. Um, when Ren was probing her brain, but then she somehow was able to immediately after that use a mind Jedi mind trick on the stormtrooper nearby to get her to mm-hmm. release her. Um, yeah, which yeah, it's like every other instance of Jedi is. You had you started real young with training, and it's not until you're a yeah. bit older that and, you're allowed to even and do even stuff. the argument that <laughs> yeah. she's the emperor's granddaughter. Anakin was conceived of the Force, also. So why, when he was a young boy, did he he was he had the highest midi chlorian count, even higher than Yoda? Why was he not able to do these things even yeah. after Qui Gon told him that he was going to be trained to be a Jedi? That that's that's the biggest problem I have. Then yeah, and then with Leia, now they didn't explain that Leia actually had trained until Rise of Skywalker. So all of this Force power she's been using throughout, we're like, for me personally, I was like, when did she learn this? Why are we just not learning you, about they this? Didn't, yeah. They just skimmed over it. Yeah, it's like it's not addressed in the movie. Also, that's kind of the thing is there's a lot of background stuff it's like okay we can theorize maybe this maybe mm-hmm. that but it wasn't in the movie to confirm like yeah. this is how it and is. regardless of how powerful yeah. in the force you are if you get shot into space and are floating in space you can't just suddenly live again <laughs> and force yourself back onto the ship and then the same thing with with luke and her's death mm-hmm. they just use too much force and died Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? <laughs> Luke's makes more sense than Leia's. I'll give I'll yeah. give that's what happened to Luke. I don't know what happened right. with Leia. Like why right. did Leia yeah. die? And then right. the same thing with the healing. Ray said, I gave some of my force energy to that snake thing to heal it. And I was just like, but that's not how the force it's not like your lifeblood. Someone say it. That's, that's not, not how, how the, the force works. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that so that that there's my hot take. Disney doesn't full, this doesn't understand how the force works. Or they kind of made up new abilities. For they made it, it seem yeah. more mystical and magical, like magic magic, not just like force. Like force Skype. What is that? <laughs> That's and, not And a the thing. dyad of the force what? Can someone explain that uh-huh. to me, please? Someone explain <laughs> it to me, please. Just I don't know. That me. wasn't even the Clone Wars series, so yeah. I don't have any extra information. And it just—it just suddenly appeared in Rise of Skywalker, like, or he just mentioned it yeah. suddenly. Like, where Dyad? I'm like, what? Okay, so. Okay, we're probably over, yeah. Yeah, I will call yeah, the question. I feel like so, are we could we, do this a lot. Are we voting for is is Rise of Skywalker firmly out of the picture? Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace so. is my I, pick. Yeah. My pick. I'm voting Phantom. Okay. I mean, I wish we could pit it against its, the other movies that it came out with, but we're not, for so. another day. <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm like, if we're doing this differently, I would not kick it out Tori, yet. We'll but... just do every year. We'll just do different types of Star Wars brackets. Do different. I there's <laughs> there's the literally the could, there's like infinite combinations, but yeah. For this bracket, I would keep Phantom Menace. That would be an interesting opportunity to delve into like expanded things that have been developed within the time period of you know like individual trilogies or something like that. You know, yeah. to factor in yeah. things like yeah. Clone okay. Wars, Rebels. Uh, canon books and things like that. You know that would be a fun. Those shows fun were discussion. so good. I oh. I watched those shows um, around New Year's and I was like, I'm just gonna watch these. But then it turned into, this is the best character development the it Star really Wars is. universe has ever uh, had. And uh, why was I sleeping on this? It's so good. Speaking anyway. of Clone Wars, <laughs> did I know? We're sorry. This is. Did any of you guys see like the Cartoon Network Clone Wars? With the like two D the two D I vaguely but it was a long well, time. Yeah, it ago. came out when we were in like elementary middle it, school. It's on Disney Plus now. <gasps> they just put it on Disney Plus like I know what like two weeks ago. After this. <laughs> I haven't yeah, seen there. it since I was a kid. It was so good. Something I did do when I was watching all of these. I will give Rise of Skywalker a flower. That scene that you were talking about when Ray um healed that worm snake creature underground Mm -hmm. i watched episode nine after watching all of the prequels Mm -hmm. and the prequels are so cgi heavy okay it's very Mm -hmm. off-putting yeah that scene that creature looked i yes real yes it looked real that was that was really something yeah i will definitely commend those movies for that giving credit especially to the revival of using practical effects yeah Yeah. so i will give it that oh that's in last year i was gonna say yoda's puppet something else i did with all of these movies is i have uh one cool shot and my one cool shot from rise of skywalker i always call it rise of the skywalker because it makes more sense yeah uh rise of the skywalker is i think when palpatine shoots lightning into the sky and just like starts taking out everybody yeah that's That's a really cool. cool scene that's it what I'm talking me. about, like, what, what Palpatine, even though it didn't make sense he was there, what Palpatine was doing, like... He had some cool moments. Yeah. I will say, since I just bashed on it, <laughs> I really enjoyed the scene where Ray was talking with Luke, um, and he said, "Your de- conquering your fear is is the path of the de- or destiny of a Jedi, become a Jedi kind of thing. I don't know the exact mm-hmm. words he used. Mm-hmm. And then he took his X-Wing out of the swamp. When they showed that at the beginning, Last Jedi, I was like, ha, 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 it's in the water like an empire. <laughs> then yeah. actually, and then when he actually pulled it out, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of happy about that. I kind of wanted uh, Yoda to come up next to me and be like, finally, jeez. <laughs> that's so bad for the electronics in that right? that's you what i was thinking get it down there that thing and should it's not salt water. it should not have worked right. <laughs> replace everything all right so let's move on to the, now that we're out of the now that we're done with the plan let's move on to the quarterfinals proper we have oh, you, good one match you guys are gonna go faster it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have the four seed, The Force Awakens versus the five seed, Revenge of the Sith. Again, <laughs> another beginning versus another end. Yes. Wait, so it's The Force Awakens versus Revenge of the Sith. Of the Sith. Yeah. We're one match in, and I'm starting my second beer. That's that's how this is going. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, how's that? <laughs> It's not, but I, I should have made my own uh, Drunken Disney just for recording just for this. this. <laughs> How many times can they argue about one, the force? I'll pose another question to start off. Oh, wait. Who is a bigger Mary Sue? Anakin or Ray? Because, like, Mary you. Sue? S- 
uh, a Mary Sue is someone who can suddenly, once they're introduced to some, or sorry, they're suddenly good at everything without any kind of training. Where's that reference from? We'll figure it out later. I, f- yeah. I feel like it's kind of a controversial topic about, like, I don't know. I've heard it as a negative term. Like, she's, like, this girl can just come in and yeah. be good at stuff, yeah. but she's a woman. You know, oh. like, I've heard the kind of the negative. Hey, I hate those arguments. I'm not, even, I'm not even bringing it up because of that. Like, I know you're not, but yeah. that's, like, that's the only way I've heard that You've term heard used. I didn't, I didn't even know that. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about it more for Phantom Menace than for anything for because it gets brought up later on. Ray comes in and though awesome takes out kylo ren who's trained and then uh anakin in episode one he button mashes his way into taking out the whole the whole droid control center but he has pilot-ish experience (laughs) you could do pod pod racing but this is pod racing right that's different but he knows buttons he he knew how to fly right he it was a pod racer but yeah. a fly, he was a good. He was the best pilot, right? Mm-hmm. But if you watch that the scene, force, he might have been definitely button. He might have been accidentally using the force to help him. But yes, he was button mashing his way to success. Whether Anakin was button mashing, button mashing, or uh, Jake Lloyd was button mashing, you know, those are different things. You have to also remember. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I don't know. I don't know. I can compare them because also they're completely different ages as well. Yeah, yeah. He was a kid. Yeah. Like if you focused on yeah, because Ray, I'd compare more to Luke because they're around the same yeah, age range. Kind of- when they desert. start that's fair and they're both from the desert it's all Orphans happening it's like i've desert. seen it before Ugh. force yeah. awakens okay. my the biggest my biggest complaint about force awakens it is a completely unoriginal movie so wait yeah are we talking about which matchup are you talking about right force now awakens we're talking revenge about of the sith. yeah force right? awakens yeah. and revenge of the sith oh yeah. i thought we were continuing with phantom menace no, no, I no, no, it no, won. no gonna... which would make that well but now it's in the seat of eight or yeah. now it's but in I think it's Tori's question kind of made us talk about Phantom Menace yeah, again. Yeah, but they're all connected. Yeah. I know. It's, it's hard. It's hard. <sighs> By so, the force. Yeah, what is the comparison point? I guess that's what we got to find between these two films because they're very different. Because yeah. one's it's like kind of, of the fall of a both, character and the other one's kind of the beginning of a character. Yeah, I mean, they both have like darker scenes to them, obviously, with Anakin going over the dark side. And then with... The big, at least from the be- the beginning scene with Ren um, destroying that whole town, it's kind of just brutal. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff, but you can kind of compare Anakin to Ren if you if that might be a grandfather. Darth Vader's in Force. I, I think I'll say that I had more issues with Change the script and the scripting and the and the writing in. Uh, Revenge of the Sith than I did in Force Awakens. The dialogue is painful. It really, it really is. I mean, even though you're in some really passionate and, and painful moments, there's this dialogue is just so pathetic and thin. Yeah, I, I just laugh at it now, yeah. um, because you and McGregor such a good actor, and he says you have done that yourself. He covers a world of hurt in a yeah. row, and I'm like, oh man, I love you so much, you poor man. Yeah. He couldn't have said, like, hey, this isn't right. This doesn't work. But that, like, lava that duel scene, scene was pretty fun to watch. Yeah. One of the best lightsaber fights between going between him, them, and Yoda and the Emperor. That's a, that's a really good fight scene. You no, know, yeah. The, my, my, my biggest complaint with Force Awakens is this it's an entirely unoriginal movie. It's basically a New Hope 2.0, mm-hmm. new characters. Mm-hmm. You have a droid who gets a secret message hidden in his system, sent to a desert planet to find an orphan who was 
Force-sensitive powers, wants <laughs> to do more, who finds a Han-like character to fly the Millennium Falcon out of there. Yeah. And the parallels just continued throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt like they were trying to like bridge the gap between the, mm-hmm. the fans of the originals and these new ones, but it's like, you, you bridged it a little it's too just much. A little you kind of just close. built a flat road. And then <laughs> yeah. when we get to Last Jedi, I have some more of those parallels, but... Yeah, it was a bit straight nostalgia. That's what they were going playing. for, and yeah. it just... Mm-hmm. We, but we just wanted an original movie. And, yeah. if, like, I honestly yeah. would have been fine if they didn't have Luke Han or Leia in it. If it was just completely original. I also yeah. feel like that they missed out on some opportunities by not expanding on some of the characters that they introduced. Like Finn. Yeah. yeah. Like Maz Kanata. Finn, I want to know what happens to Maz Kanata. <laughs> yeah. I love Maz Kanata. Mm-hmm. Maz had a weird yeah. scene in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. It just, at one point... It, like, cut to her just standing there, and then it cut back to what... I, oh, I gotta find it. Hold on. Anyway, that I don't want to get back to Rise of Skywalker, because there was that's another complaint that I, I have. I know, that but movie, you but, mentioned Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, was weird. I feel like they were trying to make her the Yoda character. You know, it was it was an interesting thing to, you know, uh, see her, her little cantina hideout place mm-hmm. with, you know, all these different, you know, symbols that you recognize from all the extended Star Wars mm-hmm. universe and all this kind of thing, you know, all these banners with all these different symbols that you've seen, and we're supposed yeah. to accept that she's been around for a thousand years, but we've never heard of anything having to do with, with any of this, or this planet that she's on, or any of the planets that they visit in the entire third trilogy are foreign to anything in the original existing universe. Yes. Except for Endor yeah. at the end. Yes. Right, yeah, except for Endor, the reference to Endor at the end, which, yeah. I mean... That was one of my brother's biggest complaints. He's like, they didn't bring back anything. Right, they could have referred back to so much standing material that yeah. they just chose yeah. to ignore. Yeah, it... it yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> this might be another hot take, oh no. That's the thing, I, I feel like there's a, gonna a hot take for, like, every movie, because it's like, yeah. as as a whole, we love Star Wars, but every movie has flaws. Has, this one's kind of big, very this serious flaws, one, too. This one has my number, this is my number one problem with the entire series, because it affects literally the entire <laughs> series. And maybe you guys can explain it, maybe I just didn't understand it. The Republic is now the government, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Or the New Republic. The New Republic. But... The First Order is just remnants of the Empire trying to incur on the government. The new Empire. Right. What? They could have been called the Empire. The I new, don't care what they're called. Everything's whatever. point to. My everything's issue, a copy. My issue relies or bases on the resistance. Mm-hmm. They're supported by the government. Wouldn't that just be the army? They're not supported by the government. No, it, it said in the scroll it was it was supported by the Republic. Okay, go on. The Republic is taken over, though. When? Oh, they're kind of murked. <laughs> the only the, they only destroyed one system with the Star Killer base, and mm-hmm. apparently that was where the entire Republic fleet was. Why was the Republic fleet only in one star system? You know, you think they would have learned. Um, <laughs> um, spread if, spread and, out. And if Don't the Resistance one was supported by the government with General. Solo or general, sorry, Organa. They're not right. Oh, there's no <laughs> angerifying list. Though. Um, I see your point though. It's, if they're not the, a resistance to anything. Is... If they're supported by the government, they're not resisting anything. If anything, they're the yeah. army or a, a branch of the fleet. If the first order would be the one resisting, 
then in yeah. Last Jedi, the literal first sentence of the scroll is First Order reigns supreme. So they just lost Starkiller Base. They only destroyed really one system, and now they're the government? Right. I'm going to need some more more information to know what happened to how the entire possible Senate or government was overtaken by the First Order in a matter of maybe a few weeks. Force yeah. Awakens and Last Jedi pretty are close together. Because mm-hmm. Finn just wakes up at the beginning of Last Jedi right. of being unconscious. Yeah, it does kind of feel like they just reset stuff without an explanation. And, and because of that, it basically wipes out 4, 5, and 6. Like, it was pointless what they did of destroying the second right. Death Star and getting rid of the Empire and killing the Emperor. Because they have an even bigger Death Star! Oh, it's Starkiller because that was what Luke's last name was going to be. Oh. <laughs> yep. What is, yep. What? <laughs> It's fan service the movie. See, that, it's deep, it's deep fan, fan, fan um, not trivia. Not to right. mention that they completely destroyed the character, each one of the characters slowly. Leia, Han, and Luke. Not slowly. They did it pretty quickly, actually. Yeah, poor Leia, though, was supposed to get more recognition, and obviously... I, Leia was the one they did the slowest, I think, or in the least. But Luke and Han... They just decimated their characters. Mm-hmm. Han literally had yeah. three movies where he was going to be there for Leia, regardless. Like he he was now he's not going to be a smuggler anymore. He is with Leia helping, and yeah. their son their son becomes dark and he goes back to smuggling. That was weak. Mm-hmm. That was weak sauce. Like no. No, I, I agree with your, like, earlier thing that you said where, like, I wish it was just new characters. And, like, if they were going to include older characters, make them be even less of a point. Yeah. Like, just have them kind of show up for, like, one thing and then go yeah. away. Because it's like, their story's been told. That's what they do with Lando. Their story, you know. Exactly. And so, I, I agree. Yep. It's like... Why do we need new characters if you're also just going to use the old ones? Right. Like, yeah. like we love them, but they we know that. Like, uh, I, like maybe... I disagree because it's it shows the continuity. It um it's a new generation, right? And you're tying it yeah. into that old generation. And I will say, a, um, a lot of people did get a lot of benefit out of seeing Luke Han and Leia's characters in Force Awakens, and that kind of kept them felt especially like you know my folks' generation, like my dad's I mean, generation, really like that yeah. helped him to get into that movie. Yeah, yeah. It just to me the way they were in it felt like it was an extra storyline. Like I like that they were in yes. it, but I felt like maybe they're in it too much mm-hmm. compared to like we have these new characters. At least Han, like, yeah, Han was right. I think he here. was in The Force yeah. Awakens, and she she was point. supposed to be more in the Rise of Skywalker, but she yeah. passed away before they could get there. So that was kind of an unfortunate. But situation. really, even but... with that, Leia's the only one who's effectively in all three. Yes. Right. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, oh, Luke, so Luke, I, wanna... I mean, you could argue Luke was in all three. <laughs> you could say that Han was in uh, oh, that's true, one that... and two, mm-hmm. but he, he really doesn't do anything. Luke doesn't do anything in The Force Awakens. The Han doesn't really do anything in Rise of oh, Skywalker. that's true. Luke so... wasn't really in Force Awakens, was he? He was only that yeah, scene. He, he says no end. words. He says no words. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. So, yeah, between <laughs> Revenge of the Sith oh, right. and... <laughs> force awaken right i got sorry sorry. Uh, this is what's so hard so like at celebration like i made really good friends because you're in line for literally hours and hours and hours and hours like we literally go through all of these conversations with different people and we're like we've been in this line for like five hours and we're still talking about star wars (laughs) Mm -hmm. so 
this is dangerous, but yeah, I think we need to yeah. try and figure out which one should win over the. Let yeah, me ask so... this question: Which one is a good movie? Neither. Not not <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not I... which is a no, good Star oh, Wars movie. Can I movie? tell you? Which is can a good I tell movie? You, can I tell you how much just the script to Revenge just like without being a fan uh... of anything hurts my soul. <laughs> It's painful. Anakin, I, it's like a guilty. It's it's a guilty pleasure watch. Like I'm here for the lava and the the really bad anger makeup. I'm here for it. But <laughs> the, it the is guy-liner. not good. The Sith yes. Yeah. Like if you yes. took your if you took your like appreciation for Star Wars in general completely out of it and just objectively looked at the two as a movie like a just someone who's never seen Star Wars before would probably pick Force Awakens over Revenge of the Sith yeah I think yeah just because yeah. of how they talk because there were definitely some lines <laughs> in Revenge of the Sith I'm like why did you say it like that can we are so we painful are you talking about beyond yeah. all of Natalie Portman's dialogue like all of it's bad all- but she oh, didn't like, have great well, dialogue. I think Anakin's in the, is worse. Well, Anakin's is worse. But like, yeah. but his both is bad of too. Like it's all no, bad. <laughs> but also, what a disservice to Natalie Portman! Like, right. damn. I know. Anybody who's seen V for Vendetta knows that Natalie Portman can act her ass off. So there's yeah, no yeah. reason for yeah. her to have such weak dialogue. And and... She lost the will to live. Oh, bull. <laughs> no, she died of a broken heart. Guys. Oh no, <laughs> she died of a broken heart. Or did she? Dun, dun, dun. Extra information. She's the Sith Lord we've been looking here for. for that. Dar- Darth Padme. Here for Give me it. That. They, they should have had Rey I think go to Palpatine the dark side. Her. How cool would that have been? That would have been cool. It would have made more sense. Yeah, it would have. I'm not, like, I'm not here for the Empress part. I wanted them to actually balance the force and have her be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, that would have been cool. And not just be whatever. The the it's not about light and dark. It's about the balance of the two. (laughs) But that would have been too complicated. It's about the actions you take every day. Yep, that would have been great. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that would have been too complicated though for younger audiences. With with your question of like, it's weird because Revenge of Sith brings nostalgia, but when I watch For the Awakens, it destroys the nostalgia somehow i don't hate force awakens i like i don't think i hate any of the star wars anything but as just objectively as a film i think force awakens is more well done just as just a movie regardless of how it lands in this in star wars universe Mm mm-hmm but that's that's my thing because like I feel like I can't hate any of it because there's lightsabers and everything. <laughs> I will say I think Force Awakens is just overall it's a funner movie. It's a funner experience. Like there's the beginning with Poe, um, Poe's interrogation with Ky- with Kylo Ren. Yeah. There's everything with Rey on Jakku. Like when they introduce Rey, I love that character introduction because she's a scavenger. But you see her uh, her playing with her little Star Wars figures made out of what straw? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And then you see what her life like is like. Or and then there's everything with Finn, who is the most wasted character in Star Wars. I agree. And her hot take. That's that, my hot yes. take. I agree with yes. your hot take. You don't even have to explain it. No, and she also had to like let go of her like. I'm waiting for my family and kind of be like, you need to make your own life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't dislike that. I think they took too long to have her really release that, though. 
Uh, but yeah. that's not in Force Awakens. Um, I'm I'm still gonna vote for Revenge of the Sith. And also with Revenge of the Sith, I feel like I was the perfect age for that movie because I was like an angsty teen when that came out. I like, understand yes, Anakin Skywalker angry. so much. We are the same. <laughs> I'm no, angry at everything. Bitch boy. <laughs> I know, but like not whinier than but Kylo when you're Ren. that age. I'm oh, just no. like yes, oh, you. I, <laughs> everyone's against me it's all like everything's bad everyone i'm very i'm very excited for one of the disney the drunken disney rules oh, uh, because it's it ties in <laughs> perfectly yes um so we have okay so gina's well, yeah. for revenge mm-hmm. jacob what are you up to which Golly, i keep i keep teetering back and forth hard. between this these hard. i i think i'm gonna go have to one of the other thoughts i've been playing with has been you know thinking about the score for each movie and like it feeling mm. like you know maybe mm. that can be my personal tiebreaker you know see if one of those okay. two battle weighs heavier fates. for me battle of the oh, fates versus versus march battle of the heroes. resistance or battle of the heroes sorry or battle of the heroes versus march of the resistance because it has the dse ray in it too and i think i'm also gonna side force awakens as much as it <sighs> as much as it hurts the nostalgia in me I'm, i think i'm gonna feel side right but you gotta pick one right Okay, Deanna, what what are you up to? What are you thinking? I, I think, again, the, the nostalgia makes me not want to do it, but I'm going to go Force Awakens. I'm sorry. Force Awakens. <laughs> Tori? Oh, no, we have... On entertainment factor and, like, lack of cringe, I'm going to go with Force Awakens. Damn, you. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I, uh... I mean, this like, one's trying to not be biased. I, I think... The Force Awakens is better, but also like sometimes you're just gonna you want to watch some I, really shitty dialogue and yeah, watch and burn <laughs> the world really down. Clo- like, like when you put it just movie <laughs> to movie, it was really close. But I like this last rewatch of Revenge of the Sith. I hadn't watched it in a, uh, in a while. I I really liked it more. Like mm-hmm. I said, the script is always gonna be funny to me. I'm just gonna laugh at all. <laughs> but, like everything else around it is good. Is pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I was like. I can I can look past the yeah. script because you get that dope. Yeah. Peanut I love that you the... get more Yoda. You get more mm-hmm. just the Jedi's in general. And it hurts my heart when the music when they're killing all the Jedi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That heart, that was yes. one of my one cool scenes. And the Clone Wars also really backs up Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the mm-hmm. Sith. Like if you like if you don't have that, you're like, but why? But then we watch Clone Wars, you're like, oh, Ayla, Ayla's like, one of my oh. favorite Jedi, and this this she got shot. She a lot. She was down. It's so man. tragic. She, they were. She was down. <laughs> my dog is named after Ayla Sakura. You can't just drop on Ayla Sakura like that. <laughs> just like <laughs> my one cool shot from Episode Three was the opening fighter battle because mm-hmm. of how much of a roller coaster it feels like. Mm-hmm. Like I think I, I remember like seeing that, that in possibly 3D, and it was Ooh. really cool. When 3D was a thing. 2005 3D. Also, that was a cool scoring moment too. I definitely like the music in the prequels more than I like them in the new ones. Not that okay. the music's bad. Like I really like the music. It's like like ele- like originals, prequels, and then like prequels <laughs> went really hard on the soundtrack. They, really did. <laughs> they did, and yeah. they really went for and it. I think that added to the movies, which is part of why I I enjoy them so much more. They they carried a lot of <laughs> they carried the, a lot of those. Their back hurt. John John Williams like... carried the prequels. The, the prequels are held on John they Williams. Did. John back. Williams right. has back problems now after the... <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, guys. Oh, we got to move on to anyway. this next one because I feel like this next one is going to get shouty. Oh, Uh-oh. is it Empire? Oh, no. It... 
Or is the last Jedi in it? Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, number no. three, last Jedi versus number six, Return of the Jedi. This is gonna get shouty. Oh, this is I feel no. Like. <laughs> It's gonna get shot. No, I'm. No, it's an easy as, as choice previously for me. mentioned, yeah. Return of the Jedi. Come on, oh, yeah. I, I don't care I, that there's Ewoks in it. They're adorable. They are adorable. <laughs> they shouldn't have won, but I love them. Why does that detract from it? <laughs> I love Jedi personally. I understand it's not the best star. Are considered the best. Wait, star. which Jedi? Return. They... Return. Sorry, <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Okay, we got we to be, be specific on this one. Oh, no. In this one, we got to uh-huh. get specific. So this is returning the last, which is also interesting because it's like, Luke's finally cool to, what did you do to Luke? <laughs> <laughs> Luke, what happened to you, man? What happened, man? What happened? Yeah, I will say, I, go ahead, Grace. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's trilogy <laughs> syndrome, right? Like every, yeah. every second in a trilogy is... It's typical for the second in a trilogy to be weak. And mm-hmm. that's, I feel like that's true for all three of these trilogies <gasps> for me. If you for take her. them all separately. How, do, how you know dare what? you? Empire. Empire. Like, I want to like it so much because it's dark. But like, eh. Just hang on. Hang on. Let's not We're talk about Empire yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. So, so in, in the vein of seconds typically just aren't as good. Like... I feel like Last Jedi is kind of, it's just not as good as the bookends to it. I think so I kind of said it earlier. That's my take. Where they, because they, and someone mentioned that because they have the new director, he kind of just wanted, they felt like he wanted to just do his own thing. He kind of overly mm-hmm. movie directed. Like he over And it was very artsy, artsy yes. <laughs> like he does mm-hmm. great films. Shout out Knives Out. Yo. Yeah, it was Brilliant. very artsy, I would say. Yeah. Yo, I don't know out. that he was a good pick for a Star Wars film because it's very, yeah. I'm like, w- listen, we do pretty straightforward <laughs> action. Well, here, Hero, hero's here, journey. Like, <laughs> yeah, we do our we do our hero's journey arc and we, we it's v- fairly clean, you know, but and then he was like, let's do some crazy. And then it was like, what did you think would happen? The fans were going to get angry. Yeah, like the, the scene with Ren... Um, when she's doing her first lesson with Luke, like that was where it really stuck out to me that he was being trying to be really artsy and not Star Warsy. I feel like I could see what they were trying to do, but it wasn't. Yes, working. I I agree with mm-hmm. that. And then the mirror scene too with with Ray. To me, Admiral Hull though is a big issue with Last Jedi, because she does not fit any Star Wars archetype that exists. Like she is mm-hmm. not, you know. Yep. Of, of all the, every time you see a leadership role in Star Wars, whether they be, you know, a military leader, whether they be a Jedi leader, a uh, political leader, um, even if they're choosing to be clandestine about something, they're still going to be, you know, at least communicative about something that they want done or something like that. Holdo just keeps, it keeps everything to herself, doesn't communicate anything. We're also supposed to accept from never having heard of this person before that she's this grand bombad general yeah see what you did there thank you um and i have trouble accepting her authority i have trouble i sympathize with poe for not accepting her authority and i also think that she does not you know fit to the star wars archetype of we're doing this because yeah she yes her character so like i read one of the books by Claudia Gray, um, she wrote like Lost Stars, which is really good. It's like an anthology about an X-wing pi- or a pilot or rebel and a empire, like kind of couple. But read that; uh, it's really good. And then 
she wrote one just called Leia and Haldo's in that a lot about like kind of their teenage years and like doing a lot of kind of um, like public service type things and like kind of growing up in the political sphere with Leia being a princess and like Haldo was kind of this like hippie character from another planet but was also doing like kind of Peace Corps type stuff. Mm. So it's one of those things like but it should have like there should have been enough in the film by itself without you having to read right. a book like the book should just be extra with this but yeah it's like in the movie itself it's like who is this and yeah why and you kind of do sympathize with poe because it's like i wouldn't listen to her either because i don't know who she is as, <laughs> like, as cinema know? sins would say that's in the book and the books don't matter right so, so <laughs> that makes me really upset because the base one of the reasons they said that the books were going to become legends and not canon is because they didn't want the fans, the regular fans, to have to read anything to know yeah. what was going on. And then multiple times now they have said, oh, you have to read this book or read this comic to know who that is or to know why 3PO's mm -hmm. arm's red. And I'm like, so that's just a giant middle finger and you actually just did you just wanted to cherry pick what was already written and say you wrote it yeah yeah I, really i'm not a, yeah i didn't know she was like, in the book it is frustrating because it's like i feel like you should have enough in the film to not need extra information and the extra information just should be fun extra yeah, yeah. it shouldn't be the sort of like, supporting to material yeah. it shouldn't be the supporting material right. for the characters but yeah. it's like yeah. watching Lord of the Rings. You can get the entire thing watching Lord of the Rings. You don't have to watch the extended edition or having having read the whole Lord of the Rings to understand Lord of the Rings. You'll get more information yeah. if you read it because that's how he writes. But you, but got, you got everything you, got you need in the movies. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, <laughs> so me, rounding let back. Let me get my let me get my we last can't Jedi. Not do tangents. Let me get my oh. last Jedi failings off okay. off my chest. I actually, I and I've said at the beginning, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I like Last Jedi a lot for the purposes of, and I get, I agree with everything that you guys said that uh, Ryan Johnson tried to do a little bit too much, but I like that he kind of tore down a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the mystery boxes of Force Awakens, because mm -hmm. Force Awakens tying everything to the past makes the Star Wars universe seem a lot smaller. And it's, it's also why I don't like some of the stuff in Rise of the Skywalker, because I like that Ray's parents are nobodies. I like it because mm -hmm. it makes you, it makes you think that like, why does someone have to be a Skywalker or a Palpatine to be a yeah. Jedi? It, I like that mm -hmm. a lot. Like I hope, I hope that they would I, go yeah. there with that. But. I was really hoping they would have stuck with that. And when they were like, no, she's yeah. a Palpatine. And I'm like, I'm done. Or no, everyone hated Last Jedi, so we need to swing back can, the other way. Yeah. Can we talk about the toxic relationship that was Ren saying, you're nothing, you're nobody, but I don't think oh, you are. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Ren, yeah. oh, Ren yeah. take his hand, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> like, oh. I, but I, like the, I also like the line that he had in Last Jedi. He says, in Last Jedi, what you just quoted was from Rise of Skywalker. No, but was... in Last Jedi, he says, you don't belong in this story. As in, she's not a Skywalker, which I like. No, he says, I liked it, he her says not that being... in Last Jedi when he, the first time he raises, reaches for her hand, or has, reaches out for her right before Holdo yeah. blasts a hole in the ship. After they fought the red dudes, which was a very terrible fight because Ray should have died. Um, because <laughs> they had bad editing. 
Do you oh. guys know what I'm talking I like, about? I don't know what you're talking about. No. Um, no. But I'm sure that they probably missed something. They did. Pretty, it was pretty big. Someone got nicked. Ray was fighting a person with... The dude she was fighting had two swords or two mm-hmm. blades. And at mm-hmm. one point, the second one just disappears. Like, it's not kicked out of his hand. It's not... There's no cutaway scene where oh. it just disappears. Oh. It's just bad just fight, fight, editing, bad editing or something. So somebody done goofed. Some, somebody done goofed. The, also, the issue with the Last Jedi was very di- different because so we had because we had Force Awakens, which is very familiar mm-hmm. to a fault. Like, okay, we got this. We know what this is. Too, we're gonna kind of take everything you thought you knew and flip it around and be yeah. like, and so it kind of was like they're two complete opposites where it's like, okay, familiar, comfortable, kind of like we, we've seen this before too. This is all like new. What are you doing? Like you come, they took us way out of our comfort zone. I was like, I feel like a better Middle ground. Been somewhere in between. So, because it was just so like opposite of each other, right. W- that they came out right after each other. Th- it was weird. That makes me think Deanna that, Mm-hmm. The story of the sequel trilogy is a story of overcorrections. So if you look at <laughs> yeah. if you look at it's Force pretty, Awakens, yeah. the Force Awakens is too much like a new, um, a new Hope because fans were like the prequels, the prequels, the prequels, grr. So they needed so it was a it was an overcorrection. So it's like okay, let's do a New Hope so everyone's happy. And yeah. then the Last Jedi is an over is a is an overcorrection to them being dissatisfied with uh, Force Awakens being too much like A New Hope. And then mm-hmm. The Rise of Skywalker is an overcorrection to everyone not liking Last Jedi. So it goes back to consistency. Yeah. They are consistently and, yeah. overcorrecting shit. And they had to keep kind of, and it felt like we were all trying to figure out what the story was, but it, from what we know now is like they didn't really even know what the story was. And that's very frustrating because a person who's seen movies understands when something feels yeah. disjointed and we just made this up to work. Like how do you But it's like yeah. no no no. How no, do you no. sit down to write how does Disney, the people who made Marvel, the MCU, mm-hmm. sit down to write three movies or trilogy and don't actually think up the yeah. entire three movies? I think it's point the fan service <laughs> stuff. I point think of order. Um Yeah. <laughs> I th- I th- point of order. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on, that that Marvel point. I think Disney just writes the checks and makes sure kids aren't smoking. <laughs> I, I think that's true. <laughs> like, this is not Fine. this is not Disney. This is this is Fine. Lucasfilm fair, with Kathleen. This is Kathleen yeah. Kennedy all together. Okay, like Kevin Feige yeah, is in charge of the Marvel movies, not Disney. Fair Kathleen enough. Kennedy is, is in charge of the Star Wars. Sure, they're not smoking. They're, and they're, sure they're completely aren't. separate. Yeah, they're separate um, production yeah. studios. Um. But so three minutes. Let's talk about Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah. Okay. Jedi. My favorite. Return of the Jedi. I feel like we're gonna end up. Return of the Jedi. I feel like we're gonna give Return of the Jedi its due due diligence when we have to compare it to something else in the next round. But yeah, there's there's so much to be said for (laughs) Return of the Jedi that you know not only are we heavy on the nostalgia, not only are we heavy on it being a satisfying conclusion to the original series. Ewoks aside, <laughs> depending on how you feel about the Ewoks, that tends to be a major point for some people. In whatever failings it has, it is a satisfying conclusion to the original series. It completes it, Luke's story arc. It has a good story arc. arc character. Scene, the whole scene with him and Darth Vader at the end, the lightsaber battle, how how he's relatively calm, mm-hmm. cool, collected at the start, and then as soon as he mentions Leia, it's like a switch, and he's immediately just bashing. Like, those subtleties that Mark Hamill brought to Luke by doing that, and and then it was done really well. One of the things that I like most about 
Return of the Jedi is that it feels modern. Of the trilogy, it feels like yeah. vastly more modernized. But it was created in the early eighties, mm-hmm. uh, right? Which is it's mm-hmm. just cool. It's cool and like even before it was refinished a bit. It's impressive. It it's impressive like to a... see in that how how far things came from Star Wars yeah. to Return of the Jedi because you can really see how much things have developed in those three movies. The progression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they... And the more budget that they That's got. That's true, too, yeah. <laughs> you succeeded. Here's the money. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, and they were able to take the same big bad guy, right? Big Death Star. It's the same sort of idea from A New Hope. And they were able to make it its own story. Uh, and not be just yeah. copy-paste, here's four again. Yeah. That also warrants some... Yeah, there's more complexity in Return of the Jedi, I think. And Ewoks. Yeah. So, are we ready to call a vote on this one? I think it's before we yeah. vote. Release the Yub Nub cut. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Have y'all seen How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm return. 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 Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm yeah. actually voting Last Jedi oh. just to make it known. Just to make it known. I have a question for you guys. Who do you like more at the end? Do you like having Hayden Christensen in there, or did you like David Prowse? Oh, okay, <laughs> but wait, was David? <laughs> okay, but David Pro- was David Prowse the like who they actually showed? I, th- face I think that's wise, what it, who it was. I thought it? I thought he was just like I knew he was like the. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Character. I never actually okay. looked. I just assumed I think it was it's... David Prowse. My bad. I think I it's weird that Hayden Christensen it disrupts it for me <laughs> to have it there. <laughs> Like he would have aged. He would have aged. He did age, not would have. He did. Every other force ghost that pops up is the age they died, not the age that they were. Yeah. See, yeah. that's what I was conflicted dark. because I, I was like, I see what they're trying to do, like, or maybe they're trying to be like, this is the he he's the age he was when he was last a Jedi, but then he technically became a Jedi at the end, so technically he would have been the old guy again. But see, if you have I, to explain it that much, it's not. A yeah, good I know. <laughs> so okay, so, so it, it. it is. <laughs> It is two different people. Oh, it is? Okay. Sebastian Shaw was uh, who we okay. see, oh. but David is Krause it, was because he was tall, the so okay. they're like he's in the suit, menacing suit, but the I face, the face was Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for looking. Because I was like, they don't look the same. Because I saw David Prowse at a convention. I've seen him at a convention. His his nose is different. Uh, like his facial features are different. I was like, that. I saw Peter Mayhew and I saw Jeremy Bullock. He is such a sweetheart. We gotta keep they going. Both I didn't say my one cool shot for that last round, but for a last Jedi, my one cool shot was, of course, the Holdo maneuver. That was a beautiful oh, shot she... when she. Yeah. When she oh, like, that cinematography. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Took the Chills. sound out, and it's just oh, the ship's gone, and the wing on that ship is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I held my breath just for the cinematography. I was like, it was like I the sound went out. I was like, wait, what? Is uh, it? <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a really beautiful happen? shot. Yeah. All right. So, speaking of sequels, <laughs> the next round is the two seed, The Empire Strikes Back versus the seven seed, Attack of the Clones. Oh, poor Attack of the Clones. <laughs> so, Grace, oh, you were saying yeah. about sequels. <laughs> you were okay, saying about sequels. Grace's bracket. Uh, <laughs> I'll give 
I'll give my hot take. Like Attack of the Clones is it's boring. That's it's not a hot take, man. boring. <laughs> it's not the most exciting. It, it's it's pretty. It's bad. That's all. Story. That's pretty much all I have Gosh. to say about it. Is like. <sighs> You're talking about the Revenge of the Sith script being cringy. Oh my gosh. I can't yeah. <laughs> barely handle Attack of the Clones. Yeah. I hate saying Like in the first scene, in the first scene between Anakin and Padme, like when they're alone and she's pack oh no, when she's packing to go back to Naboo. Mm-hmm. He says, he's, he's like creeper. admiring Obi-Wan and he's saying like, I'm really fortunate to have him be my teacher. And then he turns on a dime and he's just like whiny and, on a and he's like, he's holding me back. I'm like, but you just said. He's like your and father. The only redeeming thing I found about this movie is um, Across the Stars, the, the yes. love theme. Mm-hmm. Sam Jackson with his purple lightsaber. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think that's it. That might be it. For me, if you get rid of the Anakin and Padme scenes, that actually could be a, re- a good movie. Yeah, just finding out who ordered scenes. this clone army. You get rid of yes. the main character yep. arc. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I really liked the addition yeah. of Jango Fett and what he brought mm-hmm. to the universe. Here's my hot take. Jango Fett is better than Boba Fett. I'm saying it. I don't know. He got his head sliced off. We got more of Jango. Boba Fett survived <laughs> the now. Sarlacc pit. What's it in a movie? Uh, I don't know that, Gina. What's it in a movie? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I didn't see in between a, a scroll and credits him getting out of the Sarlacc pit. So as far as I know, <laughs> Boba Fett is still in that joint. Yeah, fair enough. Currently. It's, one, it's funny with the prequels how it's like, is this really a like story about Anakin or is it really about Obi Wan? I wish it was who's about really Obi Wan. The main character. The main <laughs> character. And also is in, Fa- in Phantom Menace, who's really the main character? Palpatine. Is it Qui Gon? Is it Obi Wan? Is it Palpatine? Is it Anakin? Like, I feel like who's the main. I mean, like they try to make it Anakin, <laughs> but the, they. I know. I know. This is a really fun conversation that we won't have time for. Right. But just if you think about it, like, who, who actually is? is? Who would do just from a movie plot? Who's the main character of that movie? It's hard it's to Yoda. Duh. <laughs> oh, it's The fight scene yeah. at the end is, is really good. Um, that was really cool because that's the first time we've seen Yoda really do something. I was going to say the, yeah. the Jet, just in jet, Jedi's in general, that good quantity yeah. of them there. Right. Um, and then, yeah, you get to see Yoda this dude have a freaking lightsaber battle with We got a lot <laughs> so more. so freaking cool. Yeah, because we got, like, that movie is kind of even more about like the jedi temple and like what goes on in there like that was kind of cool just seeing yeah, like so the you whole, get the everything that the jedi go through you get to yeah. see the, young, see the, young. <laughs> the babies we didn't talk about that when yeah. we went to the sith master scott there's we too just, many of them what are we going to do i'm so right. bad my friends and i made too many jokes about it now i laugh at the scene uh, yeah kids are uh, dying gina if you go on youtube <laughs> They have uh, who wants to be a millionaire question pop up after the kid asks the question. It's oh. it's like A, kill them, B, do nothing, C, oh. um, I hate sand, and D, something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was so funny. It, it was terrible. And it's also, funny. and yeah, Attack of the Clones is also a 
Anakin just needed some therapy. Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. Like he That's had so many. Be honest, he's Padme got like left little, his mom. Like... like left his mom didn't have a like another parent figure. Can we... Like left his That's only true. parent That's when he figure, and then now about. he's got Obi Wan, who's kind of a parent, but also sort of a brother. But it's like he's always kind of like he never really had. That's why I mean, Palpatine was and there for him. Exactly, and so that's how all this happened. But it's funny, like in the Mandalorian um, extras, Dave Filoni talks about Anakin's kind of father figure was killed off in that first movie, who would have been Qui Gon, yeah. and then he was just kind of passed around. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he has a lot of issues going on, and also probably doesn't really because it's not supported, obviously, in the Jedi Temple. Like, he doesn't really understand like how relationships work. <laughs> Or how they should work. And he didn't have... all. It's There's so much complicated stuff going on that's like, this is why it's cringy. It shouldn't be working. Right? Like, the Emperor shouldn't have won if they just talked to Anakin. Go ahead, Grace. It's great. We just touch on why... Why? How is it even believable for a second that Padme would be attracted to and very, very much in love with this idiot child? She's like 10 years old. I think it's all sympathy. I think most of it's sympathy. Or it's Jedi like, mind trick. But, like... And, and no, she's care not for this. She's not, but I feel but like she it's... she made this decision. She so maybe she is. <laughs> I really think it's a straight-up kind of manipulative, dangerous... It's like, one of, it's like a relationship that you need to get out. It's yeah. toxic. Yeah. Because she cares about him because, like, she doesn't want to hurt his feelings because she's like, you're always, you're always going to be that little boy I saw in Tatooine. And that's how she sees it. him. Of this... <laughs> This poor little slave boy who needs my help, and I can't break his heart because he's just been abandoned his whole life. So I'm sure she's got some stuff she's dealing with. Like, well, he's also dangerous. He probably knows yeah. that too. That's like, if I leave, what's he going to do to me somewhere back, way back in her brain? Yeah. Like, there's so much going on that it's like, when you're like, when I was like 12 when this came out, so I was like, oh, Anakin's so cute. It's so romantic. Because I'm like, <laughs> you know, prepubescent prepubescent teenager kind of situation <laughs> but later i'm just like oh this is unhealthy oh, <laughs> this is a problem that whole conversation oh, everything by the fire right that's a tag yeah that's a tag. Uh-huh. That whole conversation yeah. is just like just oh like, my gosh but, she but again it's great. like she did look <laughs> yeah, great. She that is very accurate <laughs> And he's I like, I don't that. know what to do with my hormones because yeah. <laughs> I'm a Jedi and I'm not supposed to have hormones. <laughs> I feel like that needs to be like no, a special day of training. Because they're encouraged to be passionate. Yo, that's I, the problem. Jedis don't get the talk. Nope. <laughs> that's his problem. And that's, She's a yeah, lady. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, like that could be a big thing. It's like he's really, he, though, he yeah. never had. He wasn't great. He like he started a little bit a little bit later, but you know he wasn't. Is that when they typically take like, them when they're like babies before they know probably their like probably yeah. three probably toddlers I would think. Yeah, I yeah. really there's did, a lot going on. I didn't clock it until just now that like Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Yoda, no one's getting laid. Nope, <laughs> they're no. priests. Right. They're, Basically, yeah. Not even not even not the smoothest to. of them all. Yeah. Not even the smoothest <laughs> of them. I did research that it was not that they were sworn to celibacy, <laughs> but it was sworn to they were sworn to prevent the attachments that come from it. So it wasn't expressly forbidden, but it also wasn't. It's like they weren't even supposed to get close yeah. to that. It's like you're not supposed yeah. to have like people that's so close to you. And this is why. <laughs> again, but how do you pass on midichlorian? Like it's if not based on your blood. It's genetic. It's just it's not genetic. It's just the energy. But the, if 
Some marker. Okay, but then bringing it back to Palpatine, like, why does it matter if they're his grandkids, if it's not genetic? That is why why the entire Palpatine reveal is bad. It didn't matter. (laughs) Okay, okay. We're bringing it back to Clones and Empire. We got all the the new ones out. We haven't even talked about Empire yet. Oh, yes, let's Um, talk a little bit about Empire. I like Empire. Clones is complicated. Yeah, I don't know that I have any complaints of them like you can see the arm of the iconic (laughs) we're not going to talk about production goofs but it's not there uh, anymore because oh the running of wilrow um what's his name with the ice cream maker oh yeah what y'all know so okay so in the background on when they're on bespin there's a guy that runs by in like an orange jumpsuit and he's carrying what's like a, a kind of a vintage looking ice cream maker and that's now a thing people do at star wars celebration they have run, his name is will row so it, they call it the running of the will rows and there's a huge group of people with, with the same ice cream maker and they just run through the convention hall I in the line that. and then it's like this is dude in like like his 70s mustache it's That's great perfect. he's like uh, it's kind of like the, the pink shorts like boom mic guy but um and actually one of them someone was dressed as the ice cream maker for <laughs> this past That's one awesome. but then in and Mandalorian, I think one of the th- containers they carry something in is also the ice cream maker. So people are like, <laughs> there, it there it is. I see you. That's funny. It's the guy with the ice cream maker. It's like, why is, what is that? Why is he carrying it? But anyway. That's funny. I never, I have to look, I have to watch Empire. I was just watching it before. Yeah. My only problem with Empire isn't really a problem with Empire. It's just the way movies are made back then. Um. The original trilogy, everything is very slow. Mm-hmm. I get it. The establishing shot of yeah, they do. Hold on. The establishing shot of Hoth takes a minute. Like okay, so there's an attack on Hoth, and then we're off to somewhere else. Hold on. Could we have just stayed at Hoth, please? No. Hold on. Okay, so I think I think Tori, you're you're proving my point about sequels. Is like it's the same with Clone Wars. Like, do we need to spend this long here in this one? In this no. Okay. and this goes but, with and what so I feel about too. Last Jedi is literally the two clones? hours of them being yes. spaceship being okay. chased. Yeah. Yeah. Two hours. What, and then last, the last, last 30 Jedi. minutes is a Hoth 2.0 scene. Except it's salt and not snow. And they made and a point no of telling you that. I don't know why. Semantics on that one. But it looked cool. It did. Oh, yeah, with this, the, that's with again, the, that's the, the RC part skimmer, of the last the Jedi covered. That was a cool. That was an, was an interesting. But yeah, anyway, yeah, no. I mean, Empire, I can't think of anything wrong. Just like I can't think everything. of anything that's wrong with it. If we're going to compare, like, I'm awkward, awkward really love am. stories, we have um, a sister kissing a brother, if we're going to talk about awkward love stuff. But then later, like, I didn't know. we don't okay. find out that thing until the third movie. Right. And also, like, Han kind of making moves on her. Han was, Han, yeah, Han could be a little creepy. Han be takes a little nicer, little but um, yeah. that that's it's Han's it. turn to be a little whiny bitch boy. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's too. So is Leia and Han's courtship not toxic? Like, is is that okay? Because they just spend the whole no. time. Like, I don't. I don't know that there's a healthy relationship in this series. I don't think. No. I don't know. It's not unhealthy. I don't think they. they I see that oh, much more wait. in banter than I do. So as. negative that how they break her the prison and then they go into the trash compactor and they're just constantly yelling at each other but grace grace has a okay, thing, grace has a thing. healthy relationship in star wars the couple that adopted leia yeah they seem legit he blew you up. see them they, for they a second the 
I'm ben, also biased because he was at West Wing. Um, Owen and, but, and, uh, and Shmi Lars. Owen and Bree. Sorry, Shmi. That's his mom. Is it's, it Bree? Finn and yeah. Poe? And Baru. Baru. We're dumb. Oh, yeah. Owen and Shmi and then Lars. Wait. Cleet and Shmi and Owen and Baru. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Everyone who's not a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Everyone who's just a normal C-3PO person. And R2-D2, they're best like, oh, that's toxic. No, no, no. That's no. toxic. But they're, All no. they do is they're insult each other. You treat your best friend just like R2-D2 to each other. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. That doesn't mean it's right. Han and Chewie. Maybe Han and Chewie. No, Han and Chewie. They're all the same. of their relationship, though, is Chewie owed Han a life debt and was just following him around. And then Benji's like, okay, fine, I like him. That's why he <laughs> shot Kylo Ren when he ganked Han. <laughs> Chewie knew what okay, was up. Okay, we're bringing it back. Yep. We're bringing it back. Yeah. Okay. I think we're pretty much in accordance with this yeah. one. Empire? Anyone yeah. say otherwise? Speak Empire. Yeah. Oh, Empire's about to... We're going to have to actually have a conversation about Empire in a minute. Yeah. But, first... Next one. We're going to get to the one seed, Star Wars, versus the nine seed, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> well... At least those first movies... Do we need to discuss? Good run, Phantom. first movies. I guess since we talked about Phantom, then we... I don't think there's any scene in Star Wars, maybe because the scene was broken down to me. There's no scene in Star Wars that I enjoy more than the pod racing scene. Oh, oh, I do Phantom love Menace. the pod racing. It's really great. And Phantom Menace? You said yes. Star Wars. And Phantom it's Menace. Really you said Star Wars. It's like the Which pod racing wrong, and the duel of the fate. No, no, no. I mean like in all of the, in all of the uh, entire franchise, understood. there's no scene that I enjoy more understood. than the pod racing scene. Well, it did make the best video game. It was in a great arcade game. Yeah. Like, I loved you sit in the pod yeah. in the arcade. Mm-hmm. I had a friend in college that had a room dedicated that was like a theater room. Mm-hmm. We had surround sound and they like had the whole wall as a screen. And that's one that like anytime they were showing off the house, they would always play the pod racing scene. Um, so <laughs> it's very nostalgic ama- for me. Can I go to this house? <laughs> right? I mean, it's in Texas. That sounds but... so fun. I will say this is a difficult matchup. Well, no, this isn't a difficult no, matchup for me. But in watching in watching The Phantom Menace, it gave me an epiphany about the entire prequels. The prequels should have been like one movie longer because I think you should have stopped The Phantom Menace after they get off of Tatooine. After they get off the ta- off of Tatooine, that's you it. You know how boring that movie would have been? That's fine though. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I mean, but again, you're 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 gonna have to fix it because you need another set piece in the middle. They of haven't that. even made it a course on at that point. Or maybe they should have just moved, like not done Attack of the Clones and just moved it more in between the two movies, yes. and not have it butt yes. up right against the Revenge of the Sith kind of like have him be like a little bit younger, mm-hmm. not like you know I got the hots for you, Padme. Yeah, because the prequels are about Anakin, mm-hmm. so you need yes, more it's supposed Anakin. Supposed to be. <laughs> it, it, it's about Intended it's about to Anakin. Be. But you need more Anakin in the Phantom Menace. So I think mm-hmm. you you start Phantom Menace on Tatooine, then you pan up to what's going on in Naboo, mm-hmm. and then you and when they get to Tatooine, that's how the rest of the movie goes. The pod racing scene is your third act set piece because mm-hmm. they win. Anakin gets freed. Uh, you can get a longer fight with Darth Maul on Tatooine, and then you can save Duel of the Fates for later. Which gives you more mall time because the single biggest crime of Phantom Menace, besides Jar Jar, is I need more Darth Maul. 
Can one of you tell like, me who the Phantom really... Menace is? Go you watch Rebels and Clone Wars. Wars. Watch... <laughs> yes. I've seen Clone Wars. I got it. But it's not in the... <laughs> who is the Phantom Menace? I need more Darth Maul. Yeah. Well, Darth Maul's not the Phantom Menace. It, aside... Is he? No. Palpatine is supposed to be. Aside from... We think he is. Darth Maul being the second Sith. There's really, like, I don't see any reason for him to be in the movie. Aside from that, there are two. It, it was basically, oh, okay. he was just there so that they could figure out yeah. that there's a Sith. That there's yeah. a Sith Lord. Yeah. So is this the master? Is this the apprentice? There always that conversation, two there are. Yeah, at the end when they're burning. On the Darth Maul thread, I mean, I found it interesting to find out that it was apparently in George Lucas's sketches that Darth Maul would be the actual baddie in the, the final franchise. Like, it was apparently in George Lucas's notes that Darth Maul would then have taken over all these crime syndicates like we see at the end of uh, Solo, and then that he mm-hmm. then has amassed this dark criminal underworld, and that that then becomes the seed of what the tri- the, the final trilogy is based on. That would have been... Interesting. Cool. It would have been dark. Yes. And I'm okay. I personally would have liked to see... In watch in rewatching these, I think Maul could have been your Vader for the prequels, mm-hmm. and of course you can still get the Emperor later because you don't meet the Emperor until halfway through Empire. Mm-hmm. I think that's the suspense mm-hmm. of it, though. Like I like that. Yeah. Yes. I, I think though, since we're comparing like the original Star Wars film to Phantom Menace, I think I like how like Star- the original movie was very simple but new like it was your classic hero's journey that's all it is just set up in a brand new world and it set up this whole um literal universe that's like different things are happening but it's your basic hero's journey thing and it makes sense it's easily digestible it's just like you just put different skin on it and i'd like Anything about when it I came out, it's, too, it's great because it it's simple. It was this new big thing when it came out. Yeah, it's it hard to knock because failed it's miserably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to knock because it was revolutionary, mm-hmm. and it's it's like maybe the only thing is it's a simple story, mm-hmm. but that's usually digestible. And like that's something that's interesting about Star Wars is like, I don't know if it was on recording or not, but mentioning like different people at different entry points. But I think all of Star Wars is meant to be. The audience is families. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily grown-ups. But if you saw it in the 70s as, like, a... If you're in the group that saw it in the 70s as, like, a 10-year-old, that's, like, amazing. But then if you were a 10-year-old when you saw the prequels, like, I love the prequels. If you're a 10-year-old and you see Ray and all these new characters, like, I love these movies. Mm-hmm. Because they're all kind of family-centric. But if you saw the originals and you grew up a little bit and saw the prequels, like, wow, those sucked. And then you're like, they the new ones still suck. So it's kind of interesting how it's like, it's for everyone, but the fans grow up and learn more about plot and film and stuff right. as the movies are coming out. But I think each, they're all meant to be for that kind of core age mm-hmm. group, I think. They're for everyone, but I think it's meant to, every single one of them is meant to be digestible by a younger audience. And that's what's frustrating when you're an adult and you want something more mature and more thought out is like, I love Star Wars, but I want Star Wars for me as a grown up. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but it's also for the kids at the same time, and that's where it's kind of hard to then for well, me to compare them. The, it's the, tough the, it's pr- the new different. the trilogy though the new trilogy is so convoluted. Oh, it's not simple. <laughs> so like, I, it's I, not Force Awakens is pretty. It's simple. not though. So for Phantom Menace versus Star Wars, 
Star I think we've got to vote Star Wars. That... Or I've got to vote Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. We can't we can't keep fan- like we we all appreciate Phantom Menace. We appreciate it, but we can't It's not it But we obviously can't put it above. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't weigh, I can't yeah. outweigh quality here. Yeah. I think that's, that's the first awesome. unanimous get, like, vote. Script and, well, I think no, I think Empire got a unanimous. Yeah. Against yeah, Attack yeah, of the Empire Clones. Was unanimous. Cuz it was, I don't think we, it was yeah. against Attack of the Clones. Cuz it was against Clones. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm a little yeah, it makes sense, but I'm a little disappointed that our final four, three of the final four, are the originals. Like, it's it's just, hard. It's hard to not. It's predictable. Make it it's predictable. I know. <laughs> I mean, got, we can we always bring back Last Jedi. In there we did. What you need we to did. do is have like people who who've like never seen Star Wars before have them sit watch there and the watch time. all of the movies and then and have them what would they choose that would be a yeah. you have no sure. you have no stake in the matter you have no personal feeling yeah because like I have some friends who like they didn't really grow up watching them they watched the originals like I don't even remember what happened I was bored the whole time and I'm like but they're amazing and swords, then, but, what are you talking but about? people <laughs> but people had never really watched it before they're like I don't see the hype yeah. but it was the hype when I was a kid and then <laughs> and then they watch the other ones and they're like I don't know like it's just funny when I come across the rare person who's never seen the movies these mm-hmm. days there's a lot of bias that goes into what's good and what's yeah, like having yeah. like my husband he's he's not he's I mean he likes Star he's kind of like Grayson Torrey he's he's a passive observer he likes Star Wars mm-hmm. But we've been watching him watch the new movies. It was kind of funny because he also likes pretty much every movie. It, it's hard mm-hmm. for him to find a movie he doesn't enjoy. For example, they're watching yeah. Cats right now. Like Cats Cats? Yes. Like the right new? Now. Anyway. Um, I haven't watched it. No. And you're not in there heckling with it? Tori, this, anyway. this will never happen. But that makes me like think about like, ones. man, what if Harry Potter became disney it won't happen i know it won't happen no. i know wb's got like that they universe got, that got it locked down yeah. it's fine but that would be fun uh, i that feel like a hard, harry but... potter discussion would get a lot more heated actually than this i feel like that would be i think i just need to easier. find a harry potter podcast that's that's us except harry potter who are yeah. those people <laughs> come find me grace mcintosh <laughs> I've read all the books and seen all the movies, so I can come. <laughs> yeah. and in, I haven't in a minute, but I have seen all and watched all. My, my wife and I are people that we have, we keep the eight movie Blu-ray set, set of Harry Potter in our bedroom and have one of them cycling as we're going to sleep every night. So <laughs> Maybe Jacob and I will start a side podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> do it. Do it. Um, my, my one cool shot from uh, Phantom Menace was, of course, the pod race and Duel of the Fates. Sure. And then from Attack of the Clones, it was the clones versus the droids. The scene where it's just like dusty. The genosis battle. Oh yeah, where where they're coming out of the. Uh Yeah, and it's dusty, and it's just them shooting at each other. That was a really cool shot. Yeah. It was really hard to find something in uh, Attack of the Clones that was like that looks cool. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's something to be said of uh, Yoda's fight with Dooku. I was gonna say Mm. on the. Boo, how they made those scenes really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. yeah, this, not yeah. what was happening in the scenes, but the scenery around but, them was beautiful. <laughs> I feel like, regardless of plot writing, character stuff, like Star, what Star Wars does really well is like cinematography mm-hmm. and special effects. Like you're kind, and I feel like that's what they've always been like. 
cornerstones of in the film industry is we started all these really cool special effects and sound design and really sound design Uh, and like uh, space cinematography like all kind like they just did so much just movie making wise regardless of writing all this stuff like if you throw all that stuff out it's like these are beautiful mm-hmm. movies and they're really fun to watch like action sequences are fun to watch there's so I, much that goes into I, it and I, really, I think that's why a lot of people yes. love them there's so yeah. many different points you can kind of come in at I, but they're just really fun to look right. at i like how that john favreau's now involved with star wars because he's always like kind of on the Yes. The front line of new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Him and Dave Filoni are like reviving everything because Filoni is an excellent writer. What else has he done? He's, he's done, he's worked on Avatar The Last oh, okay. Airbender and okay. he's worked That's on, right. yeah, okay. and he's, and he did Clone Wars and he's, he's basically also the, okay. like, I mean, yeah. I, okay, I yeah, know I Filoni know. mostly from the animated series, so. Yeah, he's the animated series guy now main, works on Mandalorian. Yeah, too. I knew he was mm-hmm. a little bit. With that, we have our final four. Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, and The Empire Strikes Back. We're going to leave it here for this episode, and we'll pick it up with part two. Thank you all for being here. This It's been fun. I appreciate all the hot takes and all the passion. <laughs> you asked for this. Yeah, I did. I knew what I was getting into. Because I knew, started early. I knew all those years ago when I said, let's not do a Star Wars bracket. I knew if we ever did a Star Wars bracket, it would be something like this. <laughs> At one point, he also said that we weren't going to do Muppets. He also th- said that we would never do Anastasia. And I will say that Anastasia is planned. It is happening. Yes. She is a fucking Disney princess. She I have is. won the fight. I'm so oh happy. My God. I have won. I won, people. Okay. Triggered. <laughs> I don't Moving think on. she is, but... <laughs> Different discussion. You can follow Disney Versus on social media. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Versus. On Twitter at Disney VS. And on Instagram at Disney Versus Podcast. Hashtag Disney Parks Cookbook Challenge. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, on Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Please give us a five-star review and a comment. If you give us a comment on uh, iTunes and on Facebook and you leave us a five-star review, we will read your comment during the show. Be safe. Thank you for listening, as always. And may the Force be with you. that was like that looks cool <laughs> I mean, there's something to be said of uh, yoda's fight with dooku i was gonna say mm. on the boo how they made those scenes really beautiful mm-hmm. oh that's yeah, mm-hmm. this, not yeah. what was happening in the scenes but the scenery around but them was beautiful <laughs> i feel like regardless of plot writing character stuff like star what star wars does really well is like cinematography mm-hmm. and special effects like you're kind and i feel like that's what they've always been like cornerstones of in the film industry is we started all these really cool special effects and sound design and really 
the sound design Ugh. and Ugh. like space cinematography like all kind like they just did so much just movie making wise regardless of writing all this stuff like if you throw all that stuff out it's like these are beautiful mm-hmm. movies and they're really fun to watch like action sequences are fun to watch there's so I, much that goes into why, it and I, really, I think that's oh, why sorry. a lot of people yes. love them there's so yeah. many different points you can kind of come in at I, but they're just really fun to look right. at i like how that john favreau is now involved with star wars because he's always like kind of on the yes the front line of new mm-hmm. yeah and him and dave filoni are like reviving everything because filoni is a excellent writer what else has he done he's he's done he's worked on avatar the last airbender and he's worked on yeah and he's and he did clone wars and he's he's basically also the okay like yeah i I know filoni mostly from the animated series so yeah he's the animated series guy now main works on mandalorian yeah i knew he was Mm a little bit with that we have our final four star wars the force awakens return of the jedi and the Empire Strikes Back. We're going to leave it here for this episode, and we'll pick it up with part two. Thank you all for being here. This It's been fun. I appreciate all the hot takes and all the passion. <laughs> you asked for this. Yeah, I did. I knew what I was getting into. Cause I'm I glad knew, it started early. I knew all those years ago when I said, let's not do a Star Wars bracket. I knew if we ever did a Star Wars bracket, it would be something like this. <laughs> At one point, he also said that we weren't going to do Muppets. He also said that we would never do Anastasia. And I will say that Anastasia is planned. It is happening. Yes. She is a fucking Disney princess. I have won the fight. I'm so happy. I have won. I won, people. Okay. Triggered. (laughs) Moving on. I think she is, but. (laughs) Different discussion. You can follow Disney Versus on social media. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Versus. On Twitter at DisneyVS and on Instagram at Disney versus Podcast. Hashtag Disney Parks Cookbook Challenge. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, on Spotify, and Google Podcast. Please give us a five-star review and a comment. If you give us a comment on uh, iTunes and on Facebook and you leave us a five-star review, we will read your comment during the show. Be safe. Thank you for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you. <laughs>